I'm your health coach, Melissa Lee. Here at Thriving with Nourishment Health, I provide women with the resources to reclaim fertility and celebrate periods through the lens of functional medicine. It is time to empower ourselves with natural solutions over band-aid medicines. We will get to the root cause of symptoms to see the bigger picture. Let us find the ability to heal ourselves, get back to Mother Nature, and live in a healthier world. Hi everyone, say hi to Sarah Clark. She's a certified life coach with accreditation from the International Coaches Federation and a health coach from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. She's the author of Fabulously Fertile, Supercharge Your Fertility Naturally, uh, Fabulously Fertile Cookbook and Fertility Preparation Program. Her fertility coaching program, which includes functional lab testing, uh, supports couples to make diet and lifestyle changes that dramatically improve the chances of a healthy pregnancy and baby. I'm really happy to have her on the show today to explain the functional approach to getting pregnant. Um, and this is actually pretty close to my heart because um, I also approach from a very functional perspective. So this is a great like alignment, um, you know, kind of discussion. So welcome, Sarah. Awesome. Thanks for having me. So when we talk about functional approach, like what is actually a functional approach to fertility? Yes, we're using, uh, we have access to functional lab testing. So really like func functional medicine in itself is really looking for the root, the root cause of illness or, or disease. And really, instead of like that pill for an ill thing where we, we diagnose and then we prescribe. Um, functional medicine is to, is to look for the root cause. So we're, we're taking a functional approach and we're using functional lab testing. So we use um, like stool and hair and hormone and food sensitivity testing. We, we do blood chemistry reviews and we're looking at the, the reference ranges are for healthy people. So it flags it earlier before mm -hmm. it goes to disease. So sometimes in a, in a conventional blood chemistry review, you can be told everything is normal or um, meanwhile, that's for that, those reference ranges are for, for people with disease. So it's sort of it's a wider reference range and the, the mm -hmm. functional side of things will just, as I say, flag it earlier. Yeah, I love that. I love that you brought that up. I think um, in functional medicine, we also like look at things that are optimal rather than just in range, right? Like even if it's like in the conventional range, you would try to get into an optimal uh, part in that range. Um, so you said, you know, it's a lot about finding the root causes. So could you give us examples of like, okay, if someone's kind of struggling with fertility what do you mean by root causes yeah so many times people come in so we so the themes that we see with couples and we're, we're typically working with people that have premature ovarian insufficiency diminished ovarian reserve so they may have um like low amh so they're um or high fsh uh levels so being to and many times they've they've tried for at least two years or they've had um, a failed ivf or an iui so um, some of the themes we see are blood sugar imbalance, which then that Im impacts sex hormones. We see dysregulated sleep, either having a hard time falling asleep, hard time um, when, they, when they do wake up, they feel still feel exhausted, or they may be waking up during the night, which then that impacts your blood sugar the entire next day. Um, and then kind of, well, why is your sleep disrupted? Are there, right. gut, are there gut bugs? Is there liver dysfunction? Um, we see thyroid imbalance like all the time with either. Oh, that's a big uh, one. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> hypothyroidism, subclinical. So it's not necessarily the thyroid, it's like the liver or the gut. 
Um, we see autoimmune disease. So Hashimoto, sometimes not even that people don't even know they have Hashimoto. So we're not, we're not diagnosing that, but we would flag it if we see something, you know, mm -hmm. on the full thyroid panel. Uh, so we see issues with thyroid. We see um, issues with food sensitivities. Most people would say they don't have a food sensitivity that they're eating clean. And then when we, you know, we dig in further, we see issues with um, typically more with like non-celiac gluten sensitivity. So um, gluten being off the charts, we do, we have people do elimination diets and then um, we can dig into the food sensitivity piece, but the gluten seems to be a, um, um, a, an issue for people. And then other, other top allergens that could be missed. And then also um, we see a lot, many people being on birth control. So hormonal birth control, which then can predispose you to food sensitivities and gut infections. And then um, mineral imbalance. So you're eating that healthy diet, but you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're well-fed, but, but malnourished. And so we see people that have gone on birth control, typically the ones I'm talking to, they didn't go on for prevention. They went on for similar to me, like they went on for um, heavy periods, irregular periods, no periods, acne, like something going on with the cycle, like high, you know, heavy PMS, like PMS symptoms that were mm -hmm. not manageable. And they were then recommended right. the pill, which really didn't get to the root cause of why they had the hormonal imbalance to begin with. Um, we see issues with like cholesterol being too low and like that's the, the cholesterol is like the building blocks of, of hormones. So that could be being low is not, not necessarily a good thing. Um, we see uh, like those are some of the main, the main, the main themes. And then also like chronic stress or men, um, uh, mental, emotional stress. So we work with a lot of like type A busy professionals. So either, um, <laughs> yeah, like working to like working more than 50 hours, not setting boundaries, you know, maybe being perfectionists or not delegating. So that piece too is, is equally as stressful. And then going on the fertility journey in itself is, can be stressful. So situate a situational stress due to the, to the diagnosis, which then can be, make people feel very impatient, very, there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of worry, um, can be put a strain on the, the, the relationship. So there's, there, those are some of the main themes we see. We see other things too, but, um, oh, also I'll just say one about the, um, uh, environmental toxins Some people, you know, the, the plastics, yeah. the personal care, some of those things that, um, people are being exposed to, which are endocrine disruptors. So, um, but yeah, like many of the times we just get the diagnosis and we're like, oh, wait, what, what is this? And we focus on the diagnosis and don't, don't look at the other healing opportunities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually very aware that this episode's, you know, it's being recorded during national infertility awareness week. That's right. Um, I should probably just get it out this week, but, um, <laughs> So I'm really glad that you talked about all those things. It's obviously, it's like, you know, it sounds like there's a lot of like things that could be affecting one person. It's not just one thing. Um, I also liked how you outline like, you know, certain um, like lifestyle things, but then they're also rooted into like birth control or like gut health and everything's like really interconnected. Um, so I guess that is also another reason why couples might have trouble conceiving because even though they know they have symptoms, it's really hard for them to try to understand why they have a root cause, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes we say we just focus on the diagnosis, like the poor egg quality or the poor sperm health. And we haven't looked at, you know, I just was just 
um, talking to someone a little while ago where, you know, he had poor sperm health and then he's like, he's got all these sugar cravings, like just crazy sugar cravings his whole life. So what's going on with the blood sugar there, right? With the mood swings, sugar cravings, um, getting that, that hangry feeling. So those are clues to dig deeper. Like what's, what's been missed if the blood sugars, you know, popping all over the place that can then impact sex hormones. Yeah. It's almost like a detective. I think functional medicine, like putting it that way, it's like you're investigating into the person rather than just listening to whatever they're just telling you. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to fertility, I think the biggest thing is like, you know, uh, people want to know what they have to eat. So do you, what, what kind of foods do you typically recommend for fertility? Sorry. Um, yeah, we, we recommend, so we have both partners start with the elimination diet. Um, mm-hmm. So we have, so that's the, the, the gold standard to figure out if there's a food sensitivity. Um, so we have people take up the top allergens for 10 days. So you can do anything for 10 days and then systematically reintroduce the foods. The, the, the two biggest top allergens are like dairy and gluten. So we would then, you can reintroduce that and see how you feel, but then we'd have you take it out for 60 to 90 days. And it's not about you drinking green juice and and starving. It's really eating like whole, whole foods, um, you know, plant-based, but you're still having, you know, your, your, your meats, your, your meat, your, your fish. So, um, elimination diet can really figure out what, you know, what's causing inflammation in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you really want to, we see many people, you know, depending on if you're doing pescatarian or vegetarian, we, we look at your blood chemistry to see, you know, how is your, how's your protein intake? You want to make sure you're getting ad, ad, you know, adequate, adequate protein, which is, which is key for, for a, for egg and sperm health. Um, and then also the carbohydrate piece you want to, um, like with that piece, you want to focus more on like, again, to do the complex carbs, but you want to start with gluten-free. I, I really, if anyone's trying to conceive, we recommend everyone going gluten-free, like at least okay. like that's 60 to 90 days, both you yeah. and the partner. Um, and then, um, like with, with healthy fats, like having like two, two tablespoons of, of healthy fat, um, like at each meal. So you want to, um, you can do the olive oil or coconut oil or avocado oil. Um, Mm. and, um, like you can cook with like bacon fat and things like that. So cooking your vegetables with that. So having enough healthy, healthy fat is, is really key. Um, but really it's, it's, we, we do the elimination diet and then tweak it with food sensitivity testing to really okay. see what's the diet that's right for you. Cause many people, if they've taken, if they had any kind of antibiotic use, if they've been on the pill, the birth uh, hormonal birth comp- uh, control pill, like that can then um, impact the health of the gut. So le- leaky gut. So you can have these you know, these junctions in the gut where it allows, you know, protein can come in and it can, you know, it mounts an immune response in the body. So mm-hmm. um, then you, that's when you people take, do a food sensitivity test and you can end up being intolerant to your favorite foods where I've had right. that, where, you know, you start eating healthy fats, lots of avocados. And then next thing you know, on the food sensitivity test, because I was on the pill, it took antibiotics and also um, chronic stress too, can impact the health of the gut. So um we take a very like a very personalized approach using mm-hmm. the, the elimination diet, food sensitivity testing, and and then figuring out the diet that's right for you. And that's, that's basically both, both yeah, that's basically like functional medicine too. Like that's mm-hmm. usually like the approach. Um, and you know what you said about like the whole leaky gut thing. That is also you know paving the way to like autoimmunity. Um, I had a, I actually had a client who has Hashimoto's, and we had to do like a strict like 
gluten and dairy elimination and she was trying for like a few months like like a good like six months and she, you know she wasn't getting pregnant either um and then we started to do like a lot of like the removing toxins and all that and well it's really nice but she got pregnant recently so she's really happy nice. but um yeah I also want to say that you know I guess this these things really take time right like especially for fertility um and especially like if you have like an autoimmune condition yeah, you know, you can notice like big changes right away with your energy and, and how you're feeling. Sometimes it's like, it's not a sick population we work with. It's, you know, but sometimes you don't know how poorly you're feeling until, until you feel awesome. So with autoimmune right. disease, you know, we've been, we, people are like, oh, you know, you've, you've, you've got to run to IVF. And to me is like, let's, let's figure out what's going on. But, you know, there's that tipping point of what triggers the autoimmune disease. And sometimes when I ask when you're, people were diagnosed, it was like, they had a lot of stress going on in their life, be it from, from school, from a job, from, you know, a death in the family, whatever, you know, a move, um, that potentially then with mm-hmm. the body's predisposition to that, if there's a family history or your, you know, your genetic components, then it just sort of that tipping point. Yeah, I agree. So you mentioned about mindset earlier. Um, mindset is really important for fertility. Um, so how do you actually go about addressing this in your practice? Like if you have someone coming in and they, you know, they're kind of feeling like defeated or sometimes I know women tell me like, I have PCOS, I feel worthless you know, as a woman. Like how do you go about addressing that? Yeah, first of all, it's like having people speak about it, right? Because sometimes we don't even know like those thoughts that keep going around in our mind. Um, Alice Domar, she's a Harvard nurse. Um, she's a Harvard, um, Harvard, um, a researcher and her program. So she studied, um, mind, mind, body and fertility for over 20 years. And she has groups where there's, they do meditation, fertility, yoga, like cog- uh, cognitive behavioral, um, restructuring. So being able to re, you know, re- reframe thoughts in your head. Um, I should interview some, her. What's her name again? Uh, Alice Domar. Okay. I'm going to look, look her up. Yeah. yeah. She's been in a documentary too. So she's, she's really <laughs> cool. And so when people, uh, women that have been in her group, 55% of them became pregnant within six months and they haven't even made any of the dietary changes. This is just mindset. And then within two years, 95% of them became a mom somehow. So like the, my, the, the mindset piece is key. So to me being able to, you know, work on your triggers, there's a lot of triggers when, when, you know, you can just having seeing a, a pregnant belly, seeing children's clothing with like being in a, in a, a store and seeing just like children's clothing, um, you know, being on Instagram or Facebook and people are posting their baby pictures, um, being invited to baby showers, right. um, baby, you know, gender reveal parties, all that stuff where, you know, people around you are moving on and you feel stuck and you, you know, you're, you're happy for them, but you're sad for you. And then, it, and you could just, you know, someone even asking the question, simple question of, you know, do you have kids could set, set you off. Right. So it is to, um, educate people around you kind of what you're, you, you need. Sometimes we don't even know what we need. Like we may way, we want to be, if your friends know you're, you're on the the fertility journey, they may not want to invite you. And then you feel bad. They didn't invite you. So it's kind of like, well, what do you want them to do? Is Mm -hmm. Is the first thing. Do you want them to like, instead of blasting something out on, on social media, they would give you a little quick, you know, text first ahead of time. So you, you know, so d- decide what you, what you want. Um, and to some of these invites, maybe you arrive late and leave early. Maybe you, you don't need to be the one that plans the baby shower. Maybe that's just like way too much, or maybe, yeah. maybe it makes you happy to plan to plan the baby shower. And, but you, you know, you really recognize, see how you're feeling and things like that. So it is to, 
it's all very personal. Um, and then, and then also with your partner too, how this impacts the, your relationship. And sometimes it either, you know, pulls you apart or brings you closer together. So having someone that can, um, you know, see, to see the, 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 you know, the male partner may feel um, they have to be strong for the female partner that, you know, he, he can't say how he's feeling. Meanwhile, he's equally as hurting as she is. She, he just may not be like women are typically going to join, you know, Instagram or Facebook and mm-hmm. maybe have or an anonymous, pro- um, yeah, support groups, anonymous profiles, talk about it. Whereas men typically aren't doing that and they may not even tell anyone. So um, to me getting honest about your, about the, the stress is key. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then, and then if you're feeling that it feel, you feel hopeless or it's not going to work, like we include in our program, like a spiritual component, like tapping your intuition uh, into your intuition or if that or like if you're like have like a spiritual if you have um like a religious practice that you that you work for you your, your faith like prayer that piece like scripture um and if and or if you're like like spirit babies that you know that your your baby is is there for you right now and he or she is is is, is ready to come in so um it, it is to do a practice that that works for you very nice. I love that you added the whole spiritual piece into your practice too. I think that's really missing um, in a lot of people's minds when it comes to healing. Um, so, you know, in your practice, like what kind of other struggles or like misconceptions do you face about fertility? Yeah, like I think right now people are, are being told that, you know, IVF is their only option. So it's like you get the diagnosis you, you go to your, you know, your, your OBGYN, and then they refer you off to the RE who then refers you that you're, you know, it's a panic. You had better boogie to get, to get IVF right away or an IUI right away. Yeah. And then no one talks to you about those other healing opportunities. Like I talked about in the beginning, um, you're, 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 you're funneled down that road and it can take like an up an average, like successful IVF is like three cycles at a cost of $60,000. And then it just hasn't addressed the underlying issues. And that's only like a 30% success rate. So um, it's still, you know, it's a, a huge investment, uh, like 60K. And then you haven't addressed the underlying issues. And then you can have issues with postpartum. Um, mm-hmm. And so the misconception there is basically, you know, that that's the way you need to go. Where we're like, we've got this diagnosis and we need to go right to the fertility clinic. And I see the people that it hasn't worked. They've done like failed cycle after failed cycle and they're like the financial and the emotional turmoil so stressful it's huge right what they've experienced and um they can feel in a very dark spot and um meanwhile some of these other opportunities have been missed and and you know, and, and also that they're told that they're running out of time, obviously the older we get, but there's like biological and chronological age. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's to be, each person is different. And so sort of, I, I think it's that rushing panicking piece, which is it's just not helpful. Yeah. Yeah, totally. When you talked about the whole, um, chron- chronological and biological age, um, it just made me think about a conversation I had with Amy Ruff. Yeah. Um, actually an episode with her is coming out today and she was also talking about how like she always saw like plenty of women in like their 40s or you know above 35 who are so able to get pregnant and she also talks a lot about mindset so um, I'm you know I'm really glad that you're talking about this too 
So um, I wanted to ask you about your book. Like, you know, your book is about being fabulously fertile and supercharge, you know, your fertility naturally. So are there any other things that we didn't talk about that's also covered in your book? Yeah, like we talk about in the book, we talk about um, like water. So you want to make sure you're having filtered water. Uh, you want to drink, you know, between 50 to 75% of your body weight in ounces of water per day, making sure mm-hmm. we're hydrated. Many of us are, you know, when we look at the, the blood chemistry review, we can see people are, you know, dehydrated, Yeah. Um, which that's like needed for the for the, the cervical mucus, for the, the sperm to get to the egg. So making mm-hmm. sure you're hydrated is key and then making sure it's filtered water because you know there's like right. tap, tap water has like over 300 chemicals. So the water thing, it seems so basic, but so many it's of us don't, don't do it, right? And then have, the more you drink, the more you need it and want it. Um, and actually, then, you know about the water thing. Um, it's very true because recently I did like a tap score. It's like a water report about your home. Yeah. Um, because for the longest time, you know, I was just using like a normal Brita filter mm-hmm. and then people, you know, I started to look about, look into it and I'm like, how do you actually choose a water filter that fits you? And I, I found out about this report. So I did the whole thing. And apparently my, like, for example, my water, the top three co- contaminants is like uranium, arsenic mm-hmm. and sodium. And I, yeah. you know, it's not like chlorine as much as I would have expected. So then I would have to choose a different filter. So I just wanted to bring it up because I think a lot of people also think like, oh, okay, I'm just going to get like a, a filter that's like, you know, for to filter out the chlorine, but we don't really think that heavy metals are also in our water, which is so scary. Yeah, we actually see that in the hair tissue mineral analysis. We'll see um, uh, uranium being high. Yeah. And then, and then arsenic can sometimes be from like, if there's too much rice you're eating, we see that too, where people are, are getting, if you're not having organic and things like that, or even if you are, you could be exposed to arsenic. Mm. So we're seeing that. Um, and then the, the uranium, if you're in a kind of a rocky area, depending on where you are, yeah. um, the filter's not taking it out. So we, we like the Berkey water filter. That's the one I use. Um, it's, I, I, the water just tastes beautiful. Like it's actually hydrating some of the, the other water, like even out the, like for years I drank it out the tap and you'd be drinking the water and you're like, why am I still thirsty? Right. So, yeah. That's a good um, tip. Yeah. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Very good yeah. that you addressed it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, to help with, um, help with uh, absorption. Sometimes you can drink water and you're like, I'm still thirsty. Then you can put a little pinch of sea salt in there. It can, oh. can help with the absorption of the water. I think okay. if you're just like drinking it and you're still thirsty and you're peeing all day long, like maybe you're not absorbing the water. Um, and then, yeah, like to, to really in the book, we talk about the allergy, like we talk about dairy, which can be a, like a top allergen. We talk about gluten, which is top allergen. Um, we talk about some supplements. So there's like basic supplements that we recommend for fertility, like a, a, a prenatal, you want to make sure it's methylated folate. So not folic acid, which is the synthetic form. So methylated folate, because many people have the, like 60% of people have the MTHFR mm-hmm. uh, gene variant. So you're not able to then properly assimilate, um, uh, folate in your, in your, in your body. Um, you want to make sure each partner is doing a vitamin D three K two, um, because we see people with low vitamin D and then you want to get that tested, uh, regularly with your, with your levels. We see well, people having like vitamin D in the single and the teens. So mm-hmm. you, you want it between 60 and 80. So we, we look at that as a basic supplement, magnesium, like 85% of us are deficient in magnesium. There's like, I don't know, hundreds of different um, 
um, systems in the body that require magnesium. And if you've got like the leg cramps and the eye twitches and, you know, yeah. even painful, painful muscles like magnesium, we recommend that. Um, a CoQ10, which is, can be, has been noted to help with egg health um, and sperm. And then uh, omega um, we recommend. And then a probiotic, we like a, um, a spore based probiotic. So it can actually, um, we're doing some of the protocols, it, it bypasses the gut. So it actually will work. Some of the other ones are based on dairy and may not be recommended. Mm. So yeah, those are kind of the basic ones. And the rest of the supplements we would, re- we could recommend based on, on the testing we do basically do a protocol. Um, and then, yeah, where else in the book is basically, um, I talk a little bit about protein, which we, we talked about here too. Um, yeah. and then there's some recipes and stuff in there too, to, to get, get rolling with, um, really is to start. Like I have a, right. um, a fertility diet challenge and go to fertility diet freebie.com. So freebie F R E E B I E. And yes. it's like, um, I just did a, just did a spring menu. So it's all spring recipes, um, really fill, you know, filled with great foods for fertility, free of the top allergens. And to me, it's like, just start. Yeah. Do, sounds you great. Your partner, right? You need a jump start somehow. I just mm-hmm. kind of do it. I love that. Um, so if, you know, someone wants to work with you in your coaching program or they want to, you know, find out more about like your books, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, they can find me. Well, the best way to find me is on my podcast at uh, Get Pregnant Naturally. It's on iTunes or Spotify. So we interview people in the functional medicine space, natural fertility and, and mind body. So it's all, everything is geared to fertility. And mm-hmm. then my, my um, the other place would be do, doing that, for, that fertility diet freebie and they can jump on there and do the, get the whole recipe and meal. There's a grocery shopping list and meal plan and all foods that are geared for fertility. And it's not just you doing it. It's you and your partner to do the challenge together. Okay. Yeah. Always need both of you to do it and like the support too. So that's very important. Yeah. Well, awesome. I love all the, um, you know, information you shared and especially about like um, how to come from it from a functional medicine approach. Uh, Very nice to meet you and uh, we should do this again sometime soon. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Right.